All right, guys, welcome back to the Woes podcast. I'm your co-host, Gabriel. I'm Matt right here. What's up? So you may have noticed we took a brief intermission over the summer, but since it's more of a topical podcast on student life, it seemed appropriate to sort of take the summer off, especially with what was going on with COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement. We felt that the airtime wasn't ours to grab. For sure, yeah. your airtime we do grab. Yeah, and now with uh, kids going back to school, we... We, we found that it's a great time to start. Um, today we have guests Stephanie and Patrick. We had them as um, guests at, in our first pilot episode ever. So it's like really nice, very nice to have them back. Um, Sam will be left out on this one because Stephanie is back in California. So we only have four people. We have a limit of four people on a call for our recording app or whatever. Uh, we'll get them back later. But Stephanie and Patrick, Patrick is now going to college. He's staying in his home state and Stephanie is back in California and to hear their experiences throughout the summer and now what they're gonna do in school, um, we wanna hear. Uh, and also with the other students uh, that we have on our show as guests, we're gonna have them on to talk about their college experiences. It's really weird because there's people like in our home state, they are online completely um, and other people are actually going back to campus. So it's just nice to hear their experiences. Yeah, it was great getting to revisit with them. I, I really like those guys, our flagship. Um, but I was pretty surprised by the episode when we talked about simps. I didn't realize my fellow host was kind of a simp. Matt, can you speak to that? Wow, you're you're already exposing me now because they're not yeah, going to hear gonna, it for a while. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> oh, I didn't really know what the definition was. And so you'll find out later what Stephanie and Patrick define it as. And But... Uh, as a high school boy, I guess, uh, and college boy kid. That's just what I was. Like, couldn't define it better. I didn't know what it meant exactly. I thought I had something to do with like simpleton, but it has a much different explanation or there's a much better way to find it. That's not something I knew. Yeah, the, the connotation is just like a, a kiss up to the opposite sex would be a good way of putting it. But I feel like if you are romantically proactive in middle school or high school or whatever or even early college and you're not a simp then you might just be a liar because most guys are simping out at that age because they're so desperate for any kind of female validation or attention and that that is ultimately the petri dish that breeds the simp culture yeah uh for me i didn't date anyone ever until i was a junior in college but i wanted to ever since i was in high school like throughout entire high school like I had different crushes throughout um and I think it's just the it sucks but it's just that desperation feeling it's like I just you just want to feel like you're in a relationship especially growing up with the hormones and all that and um honestly I think the experience does provide the maturity in some cases that's why you have some older men that are simps or whatnot um but by all, by no means does that mean just go date whoever. I don't know. That's not the best advice. Uh, <laughs> just, just go out just there. Get out there, kids. Seriously, go find some love. You'll learn something. I don't know. No, I think. I mean, that. life life is all about experiencing things, but be careful. Uh, it's not bad to be a simp either. Like this, like no, we need to admit it. We we should. I, I just want to make the fiscal the official fiscal. The official Woes podcast stance on simps is no. No. <laughs> or grow up. Yeah, or grow, grow up. Get get a dog. You, you need so much love, validation, and attention. Get a dog. Uh, I can never do that. You don't like pets? 
I can never own one. Not yeah, a dog. No, I just can't take care of it. Okay, no, that's fair. Thank you for not getting a dog. Because lots of people. There's like won't. that. Um, there's like a trope on on. Uh, there's like this like very overused saying, but I agree with it. It's like, like being a dog's uncle or aunt. I'm like, oh, you can go to your friend's house and you can always hang out with that dog anytime you want, but I'm not gonna take care of it at home. That does apply, actually. Yeah, I hear it all the time. It's kind of cheesy, or it's like a, it's just overused. I would say, but it's, it's true. Well, like you know, you know Ben and Josh, their dog Wolf is like he would be my nephew dog i love the guy yeah. i stayed with them for three weeks and like he and i hung out all the time this big old german shepherd it's a great dog i wanted to ask you if there's a way you come up with a term like what i just said like it's an overused trope or overused uh terminology that you hear all the time it's like a cliche but it's true because that happens to me a lot like i want to say it because i'm but then my brain says that's a cliche i don't want to say it but it's true so then i right, do anyway but- I think cliches are a cliche for a reason. Have you noticed the circular nature of conversation? You know, like, hey, how are you? I'm good. And then it's like X amount of problems. And you just sort of regurgitate that. And then you have that same conversation that you had with one person over with someone and over else. again. Oh. Yeah. And you give off the same things. A lot of people, they hate that. They want these like cutting edge, defining deep conversations. But I actually, I really like that. I think true social and human cohesion and growth happens in that cyclical repetition it depends like it just really changes overall with different people you talk to someone you care about you so talk to someone who's engaged they'll respond and it carries on like even with friends or acquaintances that i don't talk to often or i don't consider like super close they there is a it's there's actually a big difference between like a friend and also someone i can hold the conversation with and Duh. Both. If I have to pick, um, I'd like but to be, be told, to like I would in a in a social situation, I would choose the person I'm not a friend with that I can hold a conversation with any day. Yeah, and I think that. Sorry, I, friend. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> no, but I have lots of friends that I love them, but I think friendship in general is a very pragmatic endeavor. You know, it's like, oh, I want somebody to do these things that I already wanted to do with, or I don't know what I want to do. Let's find somebody who knows what they want to do and I'll do stuff with them. And that's really what friendship is, you know? <laughs> well, that's my life right now. Yeah, and that, that, that's, a, that's, uh, that's a colder description of it. But outside of friendship, there are people that I've met in life that I have these great conversations with that we don't have matching interests. For example, um, well, I, I won't say names because, but you do know this person. And he and I, we have wonderful intellectual conversations. We'll just talk once in a while just to get out our deep thoughts, have a really good discussion, you know, like uh, grow from each other and learn from each other because we value each other's opinions and trust the intellectual honesty. But I wouldn't like go grab a beer with this guy. I wouldn't go, well, I mean, a coffee I would do because you can have the conversation. But you know, I'm not, I. I I throw ragers, I would not invite that guy to a rager because it's not his scene, it's not what he enjoys, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally get it. All right, so I hope you guys are ready for this episode and welcome back. Yep. Welcome back, or welcome to the Bose Podcast Season 2. Um, this is Matt and Gabriel. We're uh, just getting to catch up with some of um, the old guests that we've had and some of them new as well. What we want to do is we want to invite guests who are in that university stage and maybe some in seniors in high school as well. 
uh, we just wanted to see what they're up to. Uh, we have invited Stephanie and Patrick, who were guests on our first episode ever. Uh, our recording software only allows four people. And last time when we had Sam on, Patrick and Stephanie shared a microphone. So we got a rip and like poor Sam and just got to like leave him out for this one. Anyway, Steph and Patrick, how are you? Where are you guys right now? Just like clarify for us. So right now I'm in Berkeley, California, like at my school. I'm living off campus. So even though our school is like online like completely this semester, I'm still like living here. Like most of my friends are here. So it's nice just to like be able to like see them sometimes, you know, in a social distance manner and like take all my classes from here. Uh, and I am currently uh, in our house in uh, New Jersey, Edison, New Jersey. Uh, I will be attending Rutgers University uh, in the fall, uh, or I guess like in like a couple days. Um, but we are going to be online, so this this is gonna this is gonna be my dorm for uh, you know at least the fall semester. Yeah, so I can see clearly you're in the same room as you were last time with. St- I think you guys shared. St- were you guys in Steph's room or Patrick's room? I'm not sure, but I think we were in Steph's room if I remember correctly. So now you guys are completely apart again. Um, I think really what reminded me another time is, again, your dad's Facebook. I don't know why, but for some reason, your dad's Facebook reminds me of you guys all the time. But I saw another, he just really, like, recorded or took photos of you guys going back to Cali, and he was taking you back, and that was amazing to see. I guess hopefully you guys bonded that way again. Um, But now you're alone. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, let's see, there's a very big difference between the two of you. One of you guys gets to go to a different, back to your, well, back to Cali, right, in a totally different area, and then one of you gets to stay home with your parents. It's like, that's got to be weird. Steph, how do you feel being away from home, or getting out, or leaving? I mean, I, I love being independent. Like, in the past, this past summer, I wasn't even living at home. Like, I was living in Connecticut by myself. Oh. So, like... I, I really like living independently and living, you know, not in New Jersey and exploring new things. So for me, this is my preferred like medium of living. So I was going to ask about some summer highlights. So what were you doing in Connecticut? So I was like interning. At, like, oh, shoot. I never there. clicked record. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I think I have, your, I have your audio from your thing, right? You guys are all recording? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Let's just keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Imagine if I didn't catch that earlier. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, ask that question again. So, Steph, Stephanie, uh, we're going to ask about summer highlights. What were you doing in Connecticut? So, I was, like, interning at this marketing agency there. And, like, it was half, like, online, like, in the beginning. But then in the second half of the summer, it became in-person. So, I was, like, living there and, like, going to work every day. But it was honestly really fun because, like, Connecticut, even though Connecticut's so boring, it's, like, really <laughs> close to things that are more fun. So, like, Patrick came up for, like, a few weekends, and we went to, like, we drove to, like, Vermont and, like, to Rhode Island and, like, places that we haven't really been before. And we are like, the nature there is just so pretty. Like, the Rhode Island, they have this, like, cliff walk in Newport that just, like, goes all in. It's so gorgeous. Like, next to, like, Taylor Swift's house. It's so nice. And then in Vermont, we went like cliff jumping in Lake Champlain, which is like really pretty too. So there's like a lot of highlights there, even though Connecticut's really boring itself. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Rhode Island is beautiful. It's such a hidden gem. Like I've never heard of people going to Rhode Island, but the few times that I've been there, wonderful. (laughs) It's also like when it gets dark, it's kind of eerie. Like it feels like a ghost town in a lot of ways because of the, the low fog. Cliff jumping, did you guys go on your own? Is that, is that legal there? Um, like, technically? It's illegal, technically, no. right? 
Because right. like well, they put up signs, but I'm pretty sure the signs are like literally just like cover them and like legal issues. Because like some people do get hurt. Um, but like when me and Steph went, like um, so like in it's called Red Rocks Park. So there's like a bunch of like cliffs, like just like randomly spread out over the edge of the lake. And like there are literally people like in boats who pull up to watch people cliff dive. And like both of the cliffs on either side of us had like 20 college students on them jumping off. And like it's not like I feel like. Yeah, like a bunch of people do it. It's one of the most famous places to go cliff jumping, um, but it's technically not legal. Yeah, I feel like cliff jumping is not like legal anywhere, technically. My friends got like borderline almost arrested. They got warning in New Jersey, though. Oh, yeah. I Sometimes know, like, I heard careful. of some like crackdowns in New Jersey, but uh, we've been a couple times and like nothing has happened. Oh, like, you've been in, you've done it in Jersey as well? Actually, I don't um, think we've been in New Jersey. We've we only been, been in New, New York Jersey. State. Yeah, I went to New York State before okay that sounds amazing vermont yeah you guys have been made most of your summer uh to follow with stuff like at your job so a lot of people like gabriel our peers like they're still working from home like the offices aren't going to try so as an intern like what does the office experience look like (laughs) social distancing i think it's like uh, like just because like our job like we do have some like face-to-face like events like I kind of wanted to really push for that and having more in-person things but like every single morning I'd get there I have to get my temperature taken and then like when I like go to a different location like I pretty much I get my temperature taken like three times a day and then every two weeks I get a COVID test oh. so like they do like be very precautious and I like, have to wear face mask like inside the office of like course. gloves too like sometimes so it's like they're it's pretty precautious Wow. What is the test like? <laughs> has, any, has anyone of you else here taken... Gabriel, have you taken... Patrick, you taking a test yet? No, is it the swab? Is it a, I've heard they stick it, like, up to your brain. Yeah, yeah it's like right. scratching your brain. Uh, but they're doing, like, um, saliva testing now, which is better. And faster. And spit. Yeah. Spitting. Um, wow. I feel like you've experienced so much. <laughs> I've just been sitting like in this room and that room. So, uh, <laughs> well, I guess like you've sort of you guys shared a little bit of your summer highlights. Patrick, did you guys did you get to do anything else like um, or yeah? Did you guys get to do anything else exciting? Wow. Did you guys get to do anything? Any? <laughs> did you get to um, do any other exciting things? Yeah, I think it's uh well for me, I think the highlight is some well maybe not a highlight but like uh, something big I learned this summer was like I think it's more about like um being an adult because I did turn 18 during the quarantine and uh, while I was visiting Steph in Connecticut I got my first ever speeding ticket which was very expensive uh I also uh, I got my first flat tire yeah I had the experience being on a tow truck because um my dad never taught me how to change a tire so didn't really know how to do that and yeah so I think I learned a lot more about you know just sort of uh, having to like live on your own, live independently in the consequences of your actions. So do you know how to change a tire now? No, nope. she, she still never taught me, so yeah. <laughs> you have YouTube, bro. It was, yeah, we were in the yeah, middle but... of Connecticut, like 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 run down Connecticut where there's no Wi-Fi and like the next town over was called Basra. Like Yeah, it was, but now, now we have AAA, so things got a lot easier. <laughs> okay. Uh, I uh, got into my first major car accident as a senior and I think senior summer before school and I've actually it was a uh, yeah I was really tired so um, 
I found it later in college, I have narcolepsy, right? I've shared with you guys before. And that was kind of like one of the first signs of it. But yeah, it was tough to like learn how to do it like points. Also not having the car anymore for me. Like at least you, you it's just a flat tire, but I didn't, I needed to find another way to get around and stuff. Um, well, Pasha, good, good for you being an adult now. Between these episodes, we've seen you become an adult. Yeah. <laughs> and now we don't have to ask for permission technically because you're not a minor anymore. <laughs> but your parents are still next door. Uh, I wanted to ask next, actually, just like it's moving on. Like what? So that was your summer. What are you doing now? So um, obviously it's college online for you, Patrick, right? Yeah. Uh, what's your rooming situation? Like, how does that work? Because I know you had settled or yet worked with uh one of our other guests peter to be roommates right so what are how did that happen so how, how are they communicating with you about that stuff um so like basically when before like you know covid and everything um so like when we filled out like the housing form or whatever like me and peter were planning to be roommates um and like you know we put down like the housing deposit and everything um but then when they announced uh that we were going online in the fall they basically said like oh like no one's going to be living on campus. So basically just didn't have to pay um, room and board fees and they refunded the deposit. Uh, I don't know like really what's going to be happening in the spring. Like I don't know if me and Peter would still be roommates if we went back because we put on the form or not. Um, so it's kind of really just like touch and go at this point. It's like, yeah, they haven't really been super, super clear about what's going on. Wow. Um, yeah, they knowing Rutgers they probably haven't made a plan yet for that especially it's just so new I guess because their system is really like consistent like uh they play like they're I mean most colleges like that like their academic calendars plan like years in the head um what what are you anticipating for the school year coming up like are you what are you thinking um, about well we do all the freshmen at Rutgers are getting free iPads which is yeah, which is with uh, so basically. Okay, so uh, let me explain this in the best way that I. This is what I. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay. So basically, so Phil Murphy, which is in case you don't know, our governor in New Jersey. Yo, uh, shout he, out Phil Murphy. He gave <laughs> he gave a lot of like different New Jersey universities, um, like funds uh, to provide technology for kids uh, who are going online. Um, but because, but I think most students do have access to like internet and like different um, devices. So Rutgers kind of just said, you know what, we're going to spend all this money on our incoming freshmen and we're going to buy them all uh, iPad Airs, which are ours to keep. I have not received mine yet. I think it's supposed to come uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, so that is, that is going to be, that's going to be interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Holy crap. That's good for you, I guess. Yeah, I, I jokes totally on know. you. Can't live on campus, but you can get an iPad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow, it's amazing. I don't really know what I'm gonna be doing with my iPad because I was planning to just use my computer for Zoom. So I'm well, glad that they did it, though. I'm guessing that based off of numbers, they probably anticipate, like you said, like um, most of the current recurring students are fine because they already had that time in previous years. But like, I think it's definitely good for students that don't have a way to do it right some kids some kids really can't like yeah i mean that's definitely like a good idea i just you definitely to take notes like a stylist get a stylist yeah, but really like, i just don't know if i'm the type of person who needs another device because like uh you know i i'm already like gonna be struggling 
going from you know doing 12 hours of nothing all day to now doing like schoolwork. So now you give me another device where I can play games on. I don't know if that's going to help my productivity at all. Yo, joke, like conspiracy theory. They're actually just watching you now. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's they bugged your they bugged your iPad. They're gonna be they're gonna be watching you, doing social experiments on you. It has like yeah. a heat thermometer check, catching checking you for COVID. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Steph, did you get any free things from your school? No, they didn't give us free iPads. That, that's ridiculous. Honestly, it's because this governor's not as good as Bill Murphy. Well, only the freshmen at Rutgers got free iPads, so the upperclassmen are a little bit angry that they didn't get anything. Hey, tell them that you didn't get to experience anything your second semester. Oh, actually, yeah, tell them you didn't get to experience anything in your senior year, like your second half of it. Yeah, honestly, I feel like your grade is the worst off because like you don't get that, that like senior year experience and you don't get the first semester of like college experience. And those are like the most like defining times in your life, you know? Really sad. Yeah, we, I'm sorry. We were talking like last time it was like literally in March, right? So it was, it was like, right at the start of. Yeah, and we were just like, oh, we can still have prom and like graduation. Probably not, maybe. And then we did that for everything. I remember, like, obviously, we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about it later. But BBS, like, we were talking in February and March. We're like, oh, maybe we can still do it in person. Uh, that never worked out that way. Steph, I'm actually kind of curious. So I think you did mention it earlier. Uh, your obviously near campus, off campus, though. Mm -hmm. Are you sort of doing what Patrick is doing, but just off campus, but you're just close by, or do you actually have in-person classes and stuff? Yeah, no, everything's online. So I'm pretty much doing like just online learning, like from Zoom, from like whatever like platform that we're using. But it's just like from a little bit closer to campus. But it's nice because like a lot of my friends and a lot of like people that I know, they're all on campus or like somewhere nearby. So it's nice to like meet up with them and like you know be able to like study together and stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, what about like extracurriculars or whatever, like groups and clubs, they're all closed as well? Yeah, everything's like, like recruitment's happening right now for clubs and like even like sororities and fraternities and it's all happening online. So your parents are aware of this? Yeah. Did you have to have a talk with them about this? Because obviously like I would totally support you being there. Uh, I just like, I'm glad that you would not, I, my support mm -hmm. doesn't matter. I'm like happy that you're um, able to get out there and live there and, you know have this experience but financially or, or just in general that's that's got to be i don't know maybe your parents yeah. would show it's, it's also about like having a deposit and not being able to get out of a contract you know okay, okay. so there's that also to, to look into when did you do that like back like year? yeah so like most people they, they finished everything or finalized things by like march or april so like by then like you don't like and everything has been changing so fast so you don't really know exactly what's happening and and then it, okay. it just like, switches up on you you know so it's like hard to plan that far in advance i guess it worked out then yeah a lot of people are in similar situations or i know a lot of people from home who like are staying in like new jersey this semester but they like can't get out of their contracts so they're still paying like their their housing and rent even though they're living at home that's tough yeah yeah that's really rough um Patrick, with Steph being gone now, are you getting the full weight of your parents' care and stuff? Uh, well, don't say you mean. Because Stephanie was like pretty much gone for most oh, of the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so it's not really that big of a difference, I guess. I don't know. I'm just like used to it at this point. Plus, yeah, you've had like what a year, year plus. Yeah. 
Yeah, plus like yeah, all of like last year it was just like me and my parents. So it's it's not anything, you know, too out of the ordinary. I guess I kinda just wish that I was on campus too. But you know. <laughs> I think we all wish you were able to do that. I guess uh Steph, like I just I'm just still curious like if there's any cool stories or any of the experiences. Like I, I already kinda know what Rutgers is like and he's at mm-hmm. home, but like what's <laughs> what's uh any cool stories of like what you've already experienced now just being back near campus? Like what are you you did share a little bit. You said you would spend time studying with your friends and stuff, but like yeah, what? like classes started on Wednesday, so I've had like half a week so far of like classes. Um, but before like I moved in, like my dad and I, we went to like Yosemite and like Lake Tahoe, so which is like around like four hours away from campus. So that was like so gorgeous. And like now the national parks are really like capping the number of people that can go in. So it's like there's like no one there, so you're really able to just like experience everything, which is really nice. So like I feel like definitely trying to do like some nature things would be cool i've like been hiking since i've got back to berkeley like we have these nice like trails that like kind of go up to these like mountaintop areas you can kind of see like the entire like like city of berkeley and also like san francisco and the bay and like the golden gate bridge that's like super pretty and like i've like saw some of my like flood brothers like we had like a little picnic like on the glade of our like campus so it's been nice little things i'm trying not to hang out with too many people though because like i like kind of like just flew in so I feel a little bit bad if I like transmit anything but I, I, I already tested negative so hopefully not but like yeah I'm trying to limit my contact a little bit right now so maybe like ease into more people but for now like I'll just try to stay in like a germ circle of people yeah it's funny because this COVID that's causing you to think that way while my introverted brain would do that in general <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like, like right now <laughs> Yeah, what? it's got to be reassuring though getting tested by your work regularly like that gives you some liberty to who you can be around because yeah. you can know that like okay i'm doing well and that on top of social distancing and masks will give me a lot of reassurance anyway mm-hmm. and they do give it to us for free so it's always a good opportunity we can i think we can do it like every week what's so gabriel actually i actually wonder if you know anything about this because you usually know more about this you educate me a lot about this <laughs> i keep saying anyway you know a lot about these things and i learn a lot from you but so, like, for example, Steph's company is able to just get access to this. So how come this isn't more a regular thing? Like The testing? Yeah. I'm not sure. I know in New York, if you're a resident, you can just show up and get tested. And a lot of cities have that. But other okay. states, they don't offer any kind of just free testing without something else going on. But a lot of it is a lot of people just don't go get tested. Like with so many people just willing to just suffer through it. A lot of people just don't report the data at all. So while it's not so much a resource anymore like the her job makes it more mandatory whereas people voluntarily aren't getting tested for better for us I, okay so you're so you would say that like well at least for us in jersey right like we could probably get one if we wanted to you think so uh yeah actually, yeah there are testing centers uh, a lot around here because it's a pretty urban environment densely populated because okay. right now it's just weird the feeling like like um I don't know about you guys when you or, or Steph before you left. Um, if you guys spent any time in New Jersey, obviously Patrick, you were. But like generally, like people are just loosening up on hangout. We're still following mm-hmm. rules, but just like people are willing to go play tennis, dinner, um, eat outside together. Like I just had coffee outdoors with my friend, and then another went to a Thai restaurant outdoors. Like it's just becoming more widely accepted. Mm-hmm. I kind of just follow a little bit of my parents' patterns. Like they're just like my parents are willing to go to like the new brunswick which is like the college town here and just take walks in the middle of like east and ave and like oh that's very specific whatever take walks <laughs> in the middle of like of um 
to take walks in the middle of that area it's like very crowded and stuff and they're just totally cool with it now like they're obviously wearing masks and they're just outdoors and stuff but it's just like and they ate out the rest of the diner recently together like mm -hmm. outdoors like they're just cool with it like before just thinking back again like in april we were wiping down every single box that we got and stuff so it's my mom still is wiping down every single <laughs> box that we get um but no i think yeah um so like for me so i work at um you know the uh, mall in my town right and oh, wait, um, is it a? A? yeah so american eagle so uh, our mall did reopen hey. towards like the uh i think beginning of june or end of june somewhere around there um so i think with new jersey i think we're doing a really good job of making sure everybody is like wearing a mask like i you're not allowed pretty much anywhere without a mask so i think that is what's helping keeping our numbers i think a lot lower than they were before um, which is why I think New Jersey is doing really well now in terms of like the spread of coronavirus. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just they're getting stir crazy and they want to, they see opportunity to go outside, so they do. Um, but they are wearing masks. I think, you know, a lot of places, like I know at American Eagle, we have probably like, like at least a hundred, you know, hand sanitizer bottles just like scattered around the store. And there's always like sanitation stations. We have like boxes of masks and gloves in the back for like employees. So I think we are just trying to make sure that everybody's safe while slowly adjusting back to our normal everyday lives. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. um, one of my, uh, my god bro and really one of my best friends ever, um, he's working at a J crew right now. Um, and I guess like at first, you know, you were kind of like, oh, is he gonna be okay? But he just, I'm like, you worried at all? I was like, nah, it's like super fine. Like, you know, like there's like, the measures are taken to be careful and people are, you know, I guess just like knowing what to do is a big deal. Yeah, like we have like temperature checks for any employee or customer who wants to come in. I think every store in the mall has limited capacity. So I think we're at 50% currently. Um, and then I'd like, you know, like the food court isn't open yet. Like you can get like food and take it out, but like you can't, there's no indoor dining. Right. I think we are still like taking precautions just to make sure everyone stays as safe as possible. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Wow. Uh, I had a question in my mind, but I forgot. Let me just recapture it uh let's see i guess i'll just move on then i can't think of it do you guys also feel like <laughs> you sort of just accept the risks of covid like when you go out and for people in general like i like that matt sort of follows the suit of his parents like they have more of a risk and he subjects them to whatever risk he takes as well so letting them kind of set the pace there but I think it's good that they sort of are just like, you know, COVID's dangerous, but I'm going to go live my life and within reason, within safety, but still going outside and stuff and going on walks. Like, I think that's a good thing. It's like, it's kind of weird because I guess it's the whole idea of hanging out. It's just a few weeks ago or even a month ago. And we still have, I still have some friends and some peers and I don't blame them for choosing the route or anything, but they're just like, no, I, I don't feel safe. Like, you know, just no, right? And just, and then just, I guess in the last few weeks, um, well, Gabriel and I met up a few weeks ago, like two months ago, um, and we felt fine. But generally as a whole, like people would still be a little bit more at, not at ease to go hang out. Um, but now recently, like friends are just going everywhere now. Like it's not that they're being unsafe, right? But it's just the, the concept of meeting up is not as like shunned upon or that feeling of it. It's just weird to see that come back, but hopefully it doesn't cause people to be unreasonable or unresponsible, I guess, irresponsible. 
Yeah, I think um, a lot of it is we were waiting on the data to make like a proper risk. Like we just didn't know so much um, four months ago. There, it was so mysterious. So you got to be careful when you don't know. But now that we know, it's up to everybody to sort of accept the risks or not, and then hope that we come up with some kind of vaccine. Yeah, of course. And then on the meantime, like, you know, don't be stupid, you know, wear the masks, don't. Like, obviously, you say hand sanitizer, social distancing is great and not that inconvenient at all. Speaking of masks, you guys wear, like, do you have your own? Like, do you buy your own? I have, I have like, yeah. Yeah. Our mom, point. yeah, our she, mom was so crazy. The we have so many masks in our house. Do you guys house. wear just the, the health ones? Uh, well, we have I've all wear, kinds. Yeah, we have like the uh, the N95. We have N95. And then we, we have, have like the, like the, the the these ones, like the yeah. Like, Do you have the cloth and ones? And the yeah, yeah. I also have cloth ones. Uh, yeah, so I just <laughs> literally she packed yeah. me like 150 like masks like when I went to Connecticut, and she I had another 150 here. One for every occasion. I know it's it's really special that way. This is a little off topic, but just step on the way back. Like we talked about your airport experience a few months ago. Mm-hmm. How was it this time? Did you see people? I heard this other podcast and this uh, this comedian was talking about how she like was actually a little disappointed. I, I, I don't know where she was, but people weren't really following the rules and stuff. And so she, what she was saying was she would wear the visor face shield as like a double reminder to them that I'm double masking myself because you're not. <laughs> um, but I don't know, how was your experience? I guess it's uh, Cali in Jersey, right? Yeah, so like when I left um, from Berkeley to go back to New Jersey in March, like that was when like masks weren't even mandatory, right? So like things have changed so much since then. Now like masks are mandatory on the plane, like in the airport as well. So like I think our the plane like on the way to here, it was probably like, like there was no one in like my row or like anywhere in my section and it was a huge plane too i forgot what those types of planes are but it had like a middle aisle too but it was probably like maybe like 30 to 50 people on the entire plane and it could see like maybe like 300 so it was definitely like not filled at all but masks like are definitely more mandatory and there's a lot more precautions that they have in place from like the last time that i took a plane Gabriel, any interesting tidbits on the economic effects of not of the airports? <laughs> on the economic of the airfare, of the, airs. Uh, the airlines are back up a little bit because the stimulus and you know people are flying again, things are opening up, so any amount is good. It's rising. Um, Apple is splitting, so you could short that. They're splitting their stock. They double the amount of stock. Oh half in value. It, when are they planning on doing that? I will actually. I'm not sure. I th- um, I'm, it may have already happened. I know it was pretty recent. Are you writing this down, Stephanie? Yeah. yeah. Why? Oh, is this for your slides? <laughs> no, so then I could short Apple stock. Oh my gosh, you guys are more dull than I am. But yeah, it, was, it just happened or is it about to happen? And if it just happened, it's good to okay. buy in on them anyway because people will be buying up the extra shares. So it'll rise up from a low price. Gabriel, is it bad that I'm kind of using you like my Google person? No, I've <laughs> I've been used before like that. Exactly. I use Google person. I, I think Joe Rogan has someone like that, right? Do you guys ever listen to him? He has like a person that he just asks to like all the time. I think a lot of podcasters yeah. have that person. But you're not here Do for that. Do you aspire to be But you're, you're much... Um, honestly, I was listening to his podcast and... The way he lives his life is something I would love to be like. Like he was, well, first of all, he's a good conversationalist, right? Yeah. And that's really the only reason I would ever do this is because the conversation I have with you guys are just fun, right? So 
but also like he's just a nice person and he just knows a lot about like human beings and he's like gets along with everyone but he seems to enjoy it so i don't know if i can ever do something like stand-up like he would you can do that i know you you, you have that uh potential yeah. but i don't know if i have the bravery for that yet never i, I like or, i'm not that funny it's weird to see him as any kind of a like personality beyond hosting ufc like that was how i was first exposed to joe rogan is that he the mc yeah. for ufc and to see that guy go on to be like a podcast for intellectual discourse is funny i mean he just he just understands a lot of the situation i sent you a clip yeah you did <laughs> i don't know if you watched it i doubt you did but it's fine no i did <laughs> Okay. Um, just real quick, moving on. I mean, I don't know. I always say, okay. My dad told me I say whatever a lot. And I think I say in the podcast, I always say moving on real quick, but I don't think it's real quick. We end up talking for like half an hour. So um, <laughs> excuse my transition words. I'll work on that. Uh, next on my agenda. I don't know if that's better, but next on what I wanted to talk about was um, I know that um, through so our church had our virtual VBS in August and Patrick was a part of that um, and then my mom was the children ministry coordinator at our church I believe Stephanie you were teaching Sunday school this summer yeah from Connecticut yeah our last class was today yeah so I actually don't even know like Patrick like you were a small group leader and so you spent I know what you did, like what time periods you you would have, like uh, the kids would do all their stuff watching the YouTube videos and every yeah. like you guys, like the kids got to watch the, you give them activities and crafts to do, right? Um, and then you guys had small groups for half an hour. Yeah, about half and an hour. what grade did you have? You had like what, like third and four, fourth? Uh, so I had um, sixth graders. You had the oldest um, kids? <laughs> yeah, so pretty much like, I mean, I this is my third year as an SGL. I think I've always had like fifth or sixth graders. I think that's a great, I really do enjoy teaching. Um, yeah, I, I think I picked older kids because um, I didn't, uh, I was, I don't know if first graders uh, can use Virtual, first, well. second, third. That they're is, actually that is so card. intelligent. Like they're so funny, uh, okay, like computer illiterate. I know in, there was a problem um, where they would actually, so the VBS uh, like live stream, right? Like you follow along, there's like a countdown timer and the first graders would actually be pausing the video and yeah. showing up to small groups like 25 minutes late because everything's kind of thrown off. So, um, but I mean, it was, it was fun. Uh, I think it was, it was I, I wish we could be in person just because spending, you know, four hours with the kids is a lot more enjoyable than like half an hour over a video call. But um, Matt, I know you know this, but uh, on the last day of VBS, a couple of us small group leaders did meet up uh, at Dorothy's house. So at least that was more fun. So at least I got to spend some time with my fellow SGLs instead of, you know, just being in my room for four hours in front of a computer. The only person that was there that hasn't been a guest is Sam. Not yeah. the Sam that we're ditching today. We didn't forget different, about that. Different Sam, a different Sam, and he's your he's your one of your best buds. So yeah, so I actually really get wanted on. to get him on. I just I can't figure out who to do it with yet. Maybe I'll get you on twice, Patrick, because you guys would be good together. Um, yeah, let's do it. But yeah, it was fun to watch you guys. Like you guys are having yeah. like it, it seemed refreshing. You guys are watching together, and um, the one thing that was like really just you guys are messing around. You guys got a meetup. Um, like you guys would meet up with the small groups, meet other small group leaders, and you would just watch it together. And so, because they're all in the same room, but they're also all on Google Meet, they would like run around at each other's screens and stuff. Yeah, so, so we're doing hand motions for a song, but we just like rotate the 
computer screens. Matt got a pretty good recording of that, so yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think explaining it is not doing it justice. But... I don't think it is either, but yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about this experience with your sixth graders? Like, it's five days and a few days where like major, like there was a um, tropical storm and yeah, I think a lot of people lost the, power. The entire core team lost power, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, our um, youth coordinators are gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, for, for me, it was pretty good. Like the sixth graders, like they all knew how to use Zoom way better than I did. Like, they were all like changing their backgrounds and like, I couldn't even figure for two days, I couldn't figure out how to click the raise hand button. Like I didn't know where it was. Um, so I literally was like, yeah, so we did a scavenger hunt and most of that was so I could learn how to use Zoom because I was not very good at it. Um, but yeah, they were good. Like it was, they were still like very active. Um, you know, I still got to, I think a lot of the kids were already kids I already knew just because I'm pretty involved like with the church youth. So like it wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, definitely different from the normal BBS, but still, still enjoyable. I'm so glad I had to have that experience. Yeah. Um, I guess for a lot of people who listen to this probably already know a good amount if they know us, but the VBS program at our church is just like our tradition. It's like pretty big, 200 kids, 100 staff. Like, it's just a lot of people together for a week. Um, Gabriel, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you can, you're the one who doesn't know as much, but um, me, Patrick, and Steph, we all have like experience being coordinators as youth. Like, mine was how many years ago? But uh, Patrick was just coordinator last year, and so he probably is laughing a little bit about how much the work we had to do this year. Um, and this was my first year being the adult coordinator, co-adult coordinator. Um, but I think what I was glad to see is just I'm really encouraged. As a coordinator, you're doing more of the organizing. So what you guys are doing, Spoggle Beers, I don't really get to experience as much. Uh, that's on on your team, but just like a lot of through the youth staff, a lot of the traditions that we usually have VBS were held in place like you guys did your water day was you here's the day that we set apart to throw water at, at each other like like the kids come and like you know uh have extra change of clothes and like the small beers usually get pelted with water balloons and so we pretty much replicated the uh, it was the kids idea, youth idea right um so they replicated like that uh ALS bucket challenge we had like a few years ago and just like just like at a compilation on Friday of all the kids getting your dad seemed to have a lot of fun, Patrick. Oh, he was, he was so, he asked me, he's like, hey, can I make a snarky remark afterwards? And I said, Wait, no. Oh you, oh, you didn't let I him? Said, I said, no, don't do that. No, uh, what did he want to say? I don't know, he's like, oh, I've been waiting to do that for 18 years. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we, we don't need that. We still report it. You could do that anytime if you wanted to. Actually, 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 we had to, I had to record mine twice because, um, in the first one, it was my mother was recording and just laughing the entire time. So like, can you please like be quiet for this? Like, can you... did you yeah, have to dry yeah. up and then change? And no, then I, just, I just I just changed shirts so you wouldn't notice that my shirt was wet, and then I just did it again. <laughs> oh my gosh! And That's the people funny. I have to work with. <laughs> well, if Steph was home, she might have been able to help. Yeah, I would totally. I would have done a snarky remark too afterwards. You would probably have had two buckets instead. I probably, I probably would, dad. and probably the garden hose too. <laughs> yeah, some people did hoses instead. That was fun. Yeah, but a lot of the, you know, even though obviously it wasn't the same, it was definitely for me to watch it. It's, and just like for what life we're living today uh, at home, it was definitely a glimpse of like something similar. Um, it definitely wasn't anything close to being in person, but from what it was, it was a great experience. Um, I guess I'm glad that our church was able to provide that for us. And, 
Um, and then Steph, you were teaching. So uh, yeah, uh, one of the main concerns when we were playing the VBS program is like, are we going to be able to do Zoom with young kids? Um, but I, I was actually watching like, um, you know, some, we were, I was doing research and I was looking at like what this Elevation Church kids program was doing. Mm-hmm. And he's, this guy seemed to have decent smart discussion with these kids. I was like, maybe it's just a specific group of kids, but I think they're smart enough to learn, but it's about an hour and 15 minutes. Or... I mean, I think like, it's definitely difficult. Like we, we did like capped it pretty much at an hour sometimes less like honestly their intention spans can't really last that long but they do like they do like really participate and like pay attention and like answer questions and stuff what grade and how many kids third grade usually around like 13 to 20 kids whoa whoa, what like third grade 13 to 20 kids yeah it depends on the day that's a lot because it's like it's like the entire you know like in the summertime it's the entire grade yeah, that's a yeah. lot of kids. Do you breakout rooms, no? Um, sometimes, yeah. So we actually started with, they actually started using us with Google Meet, um, but we didn't really like the functions that much, so we just switched over to Zoom. <laughs> so yeah. we can do like private messaging and like, yeah, yeah much more functions. Can you share we a little had, more about Yeah, we had breakout rooms. Yeah, so that's why I was asking Patrick a lot about like what he was doing with the kids because I was like having trouble finding like games he can do like virtually but like we kind of like did a few like trial games but it really hit their stride because they love this one game called like one line story where each person says a line and then they make the story like as weird as possible and like you know like they like these kids like, they have great imagination so it just really goes far and we literally played that game for like four weeks straight but they love it every time so like it's honestly such a hit so like mostly the structures like we start off with like an, an icebreaker game which is usually just the one line story and then we like dive into the lesson. We have like people read like the Bible verses and they like ask them questions. I feel like as a Sunday school teacher, I, my style is more a little bit like Uncle Rob. Like I'm always trying to get really philosophical and like third graders. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I, I did a whole lesson about um like the um, faith being like a heart matter and not like what you do. Like like I literally said the exact same things that like Uncle Rob has said. It's so not what you do is why you do it. Yeah, I yeah I said that. I was like it's not what you do is why. You do it so i really like teaching these <laughs> third graders to really think deeply about their faith those kids are totally gonna go to their parents like i can do what i want because it's because I, I still love everyone no but... i really explained that thoroughly i was like if you really like if it's in your heart right the heart matter then it, it, it shapes your actions not the other way around you know yeah. and then I, I have yeah i have all of them like talk about like why they believe in jesus and like, yeah, they're really going in depth. They're, I'm really forcing them to think. Wow, so their their fourth grade teacher is gonna be so confused because they're gonna be like, who wants to cut out fish and loaves of bread? They're gonna be like, can you explain again how like faith is like, and then yes, yeah, great job Steph, you just ruined like a whole nother year. Yeah, like we had a lot of freedom in creating the curriculum. So I kind of really just took that freedom and, and really went with it. Like we were talking about that like story, like with the, the um, the two fish and like the five loaves of bread and you know like they gave us all these like sample questions that are just like like how many fish did he have how mm. many people were there but I was like let's think you know why did Jesus could have just like made all this food appear out of thin air right why did he choose the young boy let's think about that <laughs> <laughs> 
our senior, yeah. our senior high like group discussion material doesn't go as in depth. Oh, oh, oh watch no, yourself, those Patrick. Kids, those kids, those kids <laughs> can true. do it. I've made a couple of them, and we use the how many people were there, how many <laughs> yeah, fish. No, those are such questions that we create because we're too lazy to go. Yeah, in and then we went in how God can use everyone, even young, you know, and like He can really show His glory through the young people. I was like, yeah, this is, this is the point of the story. And they, they really caught on. I've been Their teaching, minds are very intelligent. I've been teaching mostly high school the last couple of years. Um, first time was your class stuff. Um, but before that, I was teaching sixth grade. They're in ninth grade now. Jeez. Um, and one of the most fun classes, I was showing them... Uh, what's that YouTuber that does, like, Adventure Joe? He's, like, the guy who's, like, pretty much the Steve Irwin of YouTube. The one that gets stung by the insect. Yeah, he's the guy who Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Coyote, right? Coyote. Yeah, Coyote. That guy. Oh, crap. I kind of want to give him a shout out when we talk about him, but he, he, he like, did this, this little YouTube video about, like, dung beetles. So they're, like, these beetles in, like, Southeast South America, like, I think. Um, and they literally just roll up a ball of animal poop and they're blind and they're the poop is like three times their size and they're rolling it pretty much with their legs they're going backwards and like their legs are on top of there's pretty much just pushing that's going to be their food and their habitat at the same time or something and like there's like this really peculiar scene they got with like another the two of the dung beetles fighting over it like there's like the leechers so they wait for the other person to roll up all the poop and then they go and try to steal the poop and then so I was just showing them because obviously I was watching his videos at home. <laughs> but the lesson was just talking about like how God can use us, uh, anything like through suffering or whatever. Oh, I think God can use uh, all parts of nature. And I was just like, well, like God even uses like, look, this this is poop, but it's like everything to this beetle. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's fun to, to approach it that way. I don't yeah. know. And then, and then you can transform like, what's poop in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, honestly, Steph, I think the third graders that you had might be a little bit more intelligent than some of the VBS kids. Yeah, 13 to 20 kids. I mean, because no, because like, so Sam Fang, right? So like his small group, I think he had like second or third grade. And I was on his Zoom on for Friday. And one of his kids was playing a game where he puts goldfish crackers on the table and tries to suck them up using only his mouth. So I don't know if all the third graders are as intelligent as yours. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I think, I think the one thing about kids is that they're diverse. I mean, they have the, the variety of people. They could, you know, do that one minute, but then they could talk about <laughs> philosophy with the other minute. It's, 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 yeah, they can do both. I don't know. His his kids were also very confused by Simon Says because they're like, wait, who's, who's Simon? And they're like, oh, okay, no. It's a Sam and a bird says. And they're very confused. Oh, yeah. But yeah, kids are, I think kids are very creative. And um, the goal of us on Zoom is just to get out of their way and let them. Let is them it do scary what they to do. think? Is it scary to think that you guys will be boomers for a lot of this tech stuff? Yeah. I'm shifting uh, it on you guys now because, like, you guys are 18 and 20 older. So. You're pretty much just saying your kids know Zoom more than you. They, they that makes do. me they feel good because, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, if you think, like, this is what my dad says, right? Because, you know, the resident technology boomer. He's always, like, like kids nowadays, they know how to consume technology, but they don't know how to produce as much, you know? So, like, sure, they know how to use Zoom. They know how to use, like, YouTube. They know how to, like, you know, use things and, like, consume media. But they don't know how to actually, like, produce. Like, they're not, like, coding or anything. At least some of them are, actually. Some will. Yeah. 
But it's you a- can use YouTube to learn how to code <laughs> the next YouTube. I don't feel as threatened right now. That's true, Maybe yeah. in the future. Hmm. Well, uh, okay, we've been pretty quiet. I guess we've just been going on and on. Um, I think we can take a break here. And uh, next we'll go. It's, I mean, we have one sophomore boss thing today. But one thing is just a segment just for today specifically because the article I found is uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get back. Okay, so welcome back to our podcast. Um, so I ended up finding two articles about like different bathroom poop related things. So we're going to do a maybe probably one time segment maybe called Poop Related News. This is Poop Related News. Here's the article. Uh, it's called Poop Soaked Phone Rescued from National Forest Toilet. So in Montana, a sanitation worker is cleaning out a vault toilet in the Flatiron National Forest. Found a poop soaked phone at the bottom of the toilet tank and they were shocked to discover that it still works. It was an iPhone 11 Pro. Um, <laughs> the quotes are really funny. It says, I was kind of in shock. I was like, whoa, there's a phone. It's like they're stoned or something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that might happen. Sorry, um, sanitation workers, but if you spend all your time around that methane, man, that's. Uh... <laughs> so then they actually ended up using the SIM card uh, to track down the phone owner um, and find their phone number. And so then they got a quote from like, um, she was pretty shocked that we actually ended up retrieving the phone and that worked well enough to get her info. Um, so I was just wondering, like, that's first of all, it's kind of crazy. But have you guys ever dropped your phone in a toilet before? Because I have. <laughs> uh, I personally have not. Uh, my friend told me a st- my friend uh, told me a story. Uh, he's on his third pair of AirPods because the past two have ended up in the toilet. Did they break time? What the heck? Yeah. So, yeah. Did they like stop working? Well, he yes. Yeah, they no, did, no. did stop. Wait, would he disclose that the toilet was uh, soiled or clean? <laughs> yes. Uh, the first time it was soiled, so there's there's no hope of getting that one back. unless you're a sanitation I... worker in. <laughs> Apparently, it works. Maybe the soil keeps it uh, fresh. Maybe, but I don't think AirPods are uh, nearly as waterproof as like an iPhone 11 Pro. So <laughs> I think mean, they're even waterproof like, though. I don't think they are. I thought iPhones they're are not waterproof. waterproof no. Or yeah. Water resistant, whatever. I don't, I don't like think AirPods are any. Uh, I think I was doing I was doing research for my friend. He was asking. He was because he was trying to make sure. I think it's iPix 4, but when you get, I don't know, maybe I don't think it's like good enough to like actually dip in water and like that. Mm-mm. But man. Okay, so my story is that like I was uh, I had an HT one, and um, so what happens is like I wake up groggy all the time, and you go to the bathroom. What do you do? So I had a tissue. I guess I just like had to like wipe my nose or something, and I go to the bathroom and I'm like, all right, I just chuck that in the toilet. And so I had my tissue in one hand, my phone in one hand. I just chuck the phone in back in. I don't know why. I mean, have you guys ever thrown away something in the trash that was wrong hand and you threw yeah. it like, away? Yeah, I was like that was the toilet. toilet. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, don't, I, I, I mixed up with like the orange juice in the cereal, with the cereal in the fridge and the orange juice in the cabinet. Yeah. 
Did you did you figure that out later? Yeah, yeah later. Why are you pouring like orange juice in your cereal? No, like you drink yeah, orange juice and then you have cereal. That's what you okay. It's part of a balanced breakfast, Steph. <laughs> Three major food groups. I so love sugar, sugar, and sugar. Speaking of, I normally throw my phone on the bed and then I, on the offhand, would just threw the glass of orange juice instead of my phone when I went to go sit down. <laughs> It was not. It was, it was not okay. Pause, because at first it felt okay. Like I'm like I made the right call, but then I changed out the sheets and everything. <laughs> How far would you go before you would not pick it up? Um, I'm pretty sure if it fell in the porta potty, that phone is done. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no chance I'm getting it back. <laughs> I'm not well, even. You just have a new phone though. Yeah, but I mean, w- warranty, right? It has your driver's license on it too. Oh yeah! Now that I'm thinking about it, it has my driver's license. It has my, it has everything in it. Maybe I would go in just with like this, like single side. Oh, but the plus with COVID is you'd probably already be wearing mask and gloves, so it's a little <laughs> more sanitary, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if the, the gloves will help when you do a full dive into a and a, honestly, a those, potty. yeah, those like those like um, national They're park deep. bathrooms they smell so bad. They're deep. You gotta put your head in. There's no way you can. Yeah. Uh, maybe when I start buying my own phones, I would maybe go a little bit further to try to get it back. Um, but since right now it is dad paying, so uh, I'm <laughs> a little more willing to lose. Yeah. And even if you got it back, like, never gonna use that phone again. Yeah. Like, imagine putting it to your ear. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know like what kind of writers go look out these things, but BuzzFeed, <laughs> BuzzFeed gives us topics to talk about. There's Thank also you. probably not much else going on in Montana. Uh, so this article was written by Ben Hooper, and the next article we're talking about is also written by Ben Hooper, <laughs> and the third one we're talking about is also by Ben Hooper. So they, have, one they have they have one journalist as well. I'm learning. They have one guy writing this odd news. I guess he's like a yeah. muckraker type. Anyway, the second one is called uh, the second article is toilets with transparent walls are installed in two Tokyo parks, and so in the link I sent you guys, I don't know if you looked at it, but essentially what it does is that there are these bathrooms that have windows and when you lock the door it activates the 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 opaque thing makes it so you can't see through it tintedness um so the article mentions that like one of the important things to remember to lock the door because (laughs) you're not only locking your door from people coming in you're locking it so people can't see you know so the reason that is because um it's helpful so that like sanitary sanitation like cleaning the facility um they can easier they have a better way of seeing if it's clean or not okay so my i think in the article i could be wrong but they said when you're in it like looking out you have no way of telling whether or not it's opaque right oh so my like gosh, I, yeah. actually, I actually heard a story it's like a few years back um so a man had like one of these types of things um, in his bathroom, like in a shower uh, in his apartment in London. And uh, he said, so he was talking and he was like, yeah, he's like, I've had this for like two years. And then one day, uh, you know, I was taking a shower and then one of my friends comes up and he says, hey, do you know that like everyone can see you like washing yourself like from the street? 
And he said, really, that's so weird because when I'm in the shower, everything's frosted. And so what happened is the, the contractor put the glass in backwards. <laughs> so when he turns on the opaqueness, it's opaque for him, but everybody else can see oh inside. So like, that's the problem I kind of have. Can't you just make it so it's opaque on both sides? Like, so nobody, you or can't see. Or there's like a sign that says opaque. Yeah, or like yeah, like a light or something. Yeah. Because I, I would... freak out like on Zoom meetings, like about like make sure I'm muted every like yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I can't imagine like that. Yeah, especially when you can see Ooh, people. Wait, how did people I see can't... it? Was it because it was like in the the wall? It was a it was a glass bathroom wall. That was the outside wall as well. That's what it was. Yeah. So or... basically, it was like his apartment in London. It was like um, I guess <laughs> like the bathroom. The bathroom was looking out over the city. So like from the shower he can see <laughs> and yeah so like oh, i was no. uh, i was i was that that's what oh, scares I'm... me the most about having something like this like you yo. can see people and you're not entirely <laughs> for whether or not they can see you yo when the listing said bathroom with a view it didn't mean the right thing <laughs> why would you even, like what is the pro <laughs> like why would we take that risk you know with that on the table it just doesn't seem like this could ever be worth it people like living on the edge <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I was going to address something, like, um, with bathrooms, like, I have a little bit of bathroom anxiety, like, I just grew up that way, I don't know, like, if there's a lot of people in bathroom, I freak out, so I like, got a public restroom, I'm, you know, taking a dump, like, oh, yeah, I hate it, like, someone walks through the door, I, oh, like, like, I freak out, and, like, I want to get the poop out so I can get out as fast as possible, but then it does a reverse effect where I can't get out of the, it doesn't, the anxiety stops it from flowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really honest on conversation. Yeah. Well, that's transparency, Matt. Bravo. Um, but I'm sure for us guys here, like, it's always awkward in a urinal when there's like two guys next to you, right? Like Well the rule is they can't be next to you. That's that's Yeah, but it happens. Unless bro. it's crowded. Unless it's crowded is the rule. Oh, no, but even yeah. now now with social distancing, so you gotta be, oh, yeah, gotta be yeah. the urinal. Social distancing, social distancing at the urinal, he's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. But like, it's just like, it's that feeling of anxiety. It's like you're worried you want to get out of there as fast as possible, but you have to pee. So then, but the anxiety slows you from peeing. I mean, it's the same within a stall too, but I don't know. That's me. So, or if somebody yells to you when you're in your house or like when I Yeah, or talks to you. It's like, yeah, yeah. What do you want for it's dinner? Conversation. No, that's, that's not going to help anything. It's a very good theme for this season. It should just yeah. be all bathroom related. We could, yeah. I'll look up some more poop stories. Yeah, or maybe we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would be so nervous to talk about it. Like, I know some people don't like to talk about it, and they have like a preferred vernacular. I I feel like poop has become just like a thing that people like to talk about. Sometimes people are a little bit too much, like too yeah. open about that. Yeah. Like I've seen yeah. people tagging each other on posts on Facebook about yeah. like their poop habits, and it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, and our friends will send people treated with dumps each other. Yeah, it's a little bit too much. I saw that how I met your mother. I was I did not know people actually did stuff like that. I was just gonna say like I would actually have huge. I would be super anxious in that bathroom from the article, the one with the opaque ones, because like even if like. It's just like the sound. Even if they can't see me and I can see them, it doesn't. It's not okay. Yeah, I don't want to watch people while I go to the bathroom. That's what that <laughs> appeal to me. Is it? Oh, is it transparent on the inside? That's what I think. That's what's in it the article. It seems like it. It is. And that's right? what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, that's so yeah, weird. Yeah, freak. Yeah, they have those in New York. Like, there's like two, but and one of them's like a modern art tech display thing. 
like a oh, I have, I think I, I would, maybe I'd be able to take a piss but I don't think I can do a number two where I can just looking at people the entire time <laughs> yo if I was see, if you see one of those in the street or whatever you just literally go up to it you see oh, it just like stare inside yeah just like stare <laughs> right in there just, like, <laughs> just to mess with them man we're gonna continue this teen talk thing that we did last season uh, I think it's fun Again, teen talk is just like I come up where I find a terminology or that um, is used among young people. Um, and I try to have our young guests explain to us if it's actually being used and what it means. Um, so the term, the term that I have been hearing a lot and I sort of have an idea, but I never looked up the official definition is simp. Teen talk word of the day, simp. So first of all, is it offensive to call someone a simp? I've heard people call themselves a simp, but is that like... Uh, okay, I will say this, uh, the person that uh, identity thefted Steph and used all that money on Twitch is probably a simp, because yeah, I'm yeah. just guessing where that Twitch mm-hmm. money went, and my it's guess like, would be Pokimane, yeah. so let's go simp <laughs> for that one. Uh, yeah. But it's like, it can be a good thing, it's, it's not a bad thing necessarily, but like a lot of people call it for themselves, it's like you can get like over-emotional about like, especially like certain types of people. Like, Some people get really masculine about it. Yeah. So what's the definition? Um, it's like I think mostly for dudes, right? Yeah. It's like dudes who like um like really like bend over backwards and like do anything for like a girl. That's pretty mm-hmm. much what. But usually there's oh. like a culture. It also does mean squirrel in my pants. Uh, companies and verb. But you know, I don't think we're not talking about that definition, right? No, not right now. But we could revisit that. <laughs> okay. What? But there's like a culture with it. Like they listen to certain types of music. They listen to like, like they watch certain types of shows, you know. So this is a t- specific type of male individual. Yeah. Oh. And I think you can like simp up or simp out our expressions I've heard. Like, oh, he simps up to her or to that. You know, like if you want to say, oh, oh. they're like building their life around this whole corporation or whatever you could be. Oh, like he simps out for Nike or whatever. Is, I was a, I, I was definitely a simp in high school. I think I think at some points we all kind of simple. Yeah. I was so bad. I'm like that kind of just defines my. I was a very unconfident kid. I, I mean, okay, there were certain things I was fine, but um, I would do whatever for a girl that I wanted to date or something. Instead. Okay, but simp didn't exist back then, so you were just chivalrous. So it's okay. <laughs> Wow. I, okay, I didn't know that was specifically like I thought it was. I, so the reason why I asked like, was it offensive is because it kind of sounds like like um, retarded, sort of like just from someone from whom or me that doesn't understand it, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. a simple, 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 like simple. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's more like it's like like emotions. Is there yeah. an actual like emotions? Is there an actual like English like definition word of like why it's why the term is used or is it just made up? You just for sure just made up. Um, it's like uh, like you know when people call each other like betas. I think it's such. Yeah, like or like that. soft boys. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the next nice one. guys. Is that it too? Yeah. Maybe nice yeah, yeah. guys too. Yeah. Nice guys finish last. <sighs> Is there a female version of a simp? Maybe shouldn't go down that road. Is that a I don't know if there is. I think you probably call them simps too. I think simp yeah. is a yeah. gender neutral. Like, term. Usually, yeah. usually simp is like 
I think someone who like kind of like looks kind of hard on the outside, but then like their insides are very different. So I guess that I could apply. I don't know if that's entirely true, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's maybe that's more of a female perspective on a sim because for guys it's such a, it's like a masculinity insult. It's like oh you're a sim. It's like a it's like an offense on you. It's like it's calling you out for not being masculine. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, it's derogatory for sure. It's an insult. Why do people call themselves simps though? No, whatever. That's, it's, that's, it's like when people call themselves nice guys. Yeah, exactly. It's weird, but just like among some people, like in chats or whatever, like uh, like uh, I've seen, they just kind of like it's just, a, it's just a term. They use. It could just be like a, like a humorous sort of like like oh I'm such an idiot like something like that like oh I'm such a simp for this girl or whatever. That makes sense. Wow, thanks for teaching me that. To end this podcast episode, I just wanted to give you guys the open air to plug or say anything that you like um, about your lives or anything that's going on so you can make a plug about something and um, a good, what do you call it? A good cause or just something cool that's going on in your life right now. Um, something you share, the open air for you. It's like a, in that ESPN show where if you win, you can have like open air time, but you guys have that, all of you guys have that. So um, let's start with uh, Patrick, why don't you go first? Um, yeah, uh, I guess um, shout out Rutgers University for sending us all iPads. <laughs> Very nice of you guys there. Um, they, yeah, hear I guess, you. they hear you. Right now, they hear you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rutgers. Uh, sponsor the show if you would like to. Um, yeah, also, uh, yeah, shout out. What's, what's that guy's name again? Ben Hooper. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's such an interesting topic for us to debate. And um, finally, shout out all you guys who are wearing masks and, you know, wearing gloves, social distancing. Um, you know, you guys are helping us. Um, you know, get out of this faster. So yeah, thank you guys for doing all that and just, you know, caring about others and keeping us all safe. Cool. And Steph? Um, shout out Phil Murphy. That guy's a real one. Yeah. You don't even have to, you don't live in the state anymore. Yeah, I don't even live there anymore, but I, I miss him. I miss his policies. I miss his press conferences. Yeah, no, no, not really, not really, not really, not really, not actually, but you know, I didn't watch all of them, but he, he was very, he did it well. That's it? Just Bill Murphy? Yeah, Bill Murphy. Bill Murphy 2020. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't get that far. Um, okay. Bill Murphy. Um, Gabriel. I just want to shout out distancing myself from the Phil Murphy comment. I haven't made a decision yet, but I don't want to go out on that tag necessarily. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I don't really know about his policies. Um, that's a whole different talk, but I just think yeah, what he's been doing with COVID has been Gavin pretty... Newsom. But I'm sure Gabriel actually has some things up his sleeve to make us feel bad about this, so we... <laughs> shout out to him for holding that in, I guess, before he like uh, bursts the bubble, I guess. <laughs> he's not terrible. I mean, like, if, if you like the things that he does, he's effective. It's okay. My 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 dad my dad talks about him, how bad he is all the time. Ooh, your dad is a heavy yeah. libertarian. Your yeah. dad, there should be a podcast with Gabriel and your dad. I'm not <laughs> even lying. I would love to see Teen talk with my dad on this podcast. <laughs> that would be very interesting. I should just ask your dad, like, or other parents, like, what terms they don't understand. Uh, all of them. 
Probably. You can probably just open up Urban Dictionary and list like, <laughs> terms that you'll have no idea what any of them mean. It's like, hi, Mr. Behan. Do you, uh, is your son a simp? No cap. <laughs> you, know, huh? you know, you know, I got my dad into brave music. <laughs> to what music? Like EDM. No way. Yeah, like literally 10 years ago, he'd be like, the rape culture is so destructive. Like, all they do is just take drugs and like destroy things. And now he's like listening to Porter Robinson. Porter Robinson's so good. I know. I really got him on Porter Robinson. You should go to a rape with you. No, I don't want to do that. You can borrow Patrick's fanny pack. Uh, he has a multiple of his own already. Yeah. He's been robbed. Oh, wow. yeah. You mean like from before? Every time we used to go to Six Flags as kids, that's where every, everything would go. Hey, somewhere, someone's got to have the phones at least, man. Like, he saved you from holding, like having, well, you didn't well, just, phone, it was, We were like six, so it was kind of just his phone, but yeah. Um, okay, my turn. I guess shout out dads and, um, you know, you know, Mr. Rian's such a great guy. And, They're not going to uh, understand this if we cut out the past five minutes of the podcast. I'll, I'll put in some <laughs> of the positive stuff. Um, but shout out dads. My dad listens to my podcast when I post stuff. But they're actually partners in Sunday school back in the day. They would teach Sunday school together. Um, but yeah, Mr. Rian has always been great to talk to at church. He's always asking me how I'm doing. Um, and he's raised two amazing kids. So, uh, And shout out, I guess... Um, Oh, oh, and and also like you know, like the whole thing with just seeing how much she's you know brought Steph back to college and just supporting you guys and just, it's great. So I hope you guys enjoy this second season, first episode. I love catching up with these uh, kids that are not minors anymore, Patrick. Um, we're gonna get Sam on eventually. I don't know how. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on and spending the Sunday afternoon with us and. Um, hope you guys can tune on for more episodes and hopefully we'll have you guys on again in the future if we keep doing this thanks for listening